everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are back with another romantic reading wrap up uh, for September. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree is here. Hi, everyone. Yes. How are you been doing? Good. I cannot believe it's the end of September. I know. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> what a yeah. time. Uh, I know. Well, but then I was thinking the other, like, August feels like it was a million years ago. Like, it, it feels like so. <laughs> so I guess they say, you know, the uh, the days drag, the weeks fly by. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or so. And the summer was, like, super short and very fast at the same time. So, I mean, we're almost to October. <laughs> There's and October might just kill me. It's going to be so I'm taking I'm taking two trips. I have uh all the prep work for Countdown to Christmas coming up and everything Over else 20%. going on. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we finally got at least the initial slate a schedule from hallmark this last week uh we still are missing basically two months of announcements but at least it was something (laughs) just good still waiting on lifetime we will take what we can get (laughs) i was seeing people online like talking about are they going to cancel countdown to christmas i'm like no (laughs) not do that (laughs) people were getting nervous yeah i it was ridiculous i mean i can't believe how long they waited to just do an initial announcement my only hope with the delays is that hopefully that means they're not going to be all kinds of changes because usually when they announce in july there's like a lot of times plots will be completely different by the time the movies come out like they they'll have all kinds of errors and issues and and uh, so hopefully at least maybe that will be better but it's been it's been rough as a podcaster well i just hope that in the end it's all worth it i feel like it's absolutely going to be i'm hoping we have some really good stuff i'm excited like Mm -hmm. let's go let's bring it on october (laughs) yeah it's gonna be fun i it's gonna be crazy but it's gonna be fun and hopefully i'll be able to get some reading in somewhere in there (laughs) do my best (laughs) that's like the hardest thing because christmas romance market season is like september through december i mean we got titles Mm, yeah oh yeah so it's the balancing of reading and watching hallmark christmas movies (laughs) it's a task (laughs) yeah it's a tough job but we're here for it (laughs) we're here for it (laughs) yeah uh well this month, we decided to talk about the Magnolia Sisters by Elise Murray. Yes. And Elise is a friend of the podcast, and she's been on a bunch of times. We love her. And uh, and I had read this book previously, but I did read it again. And uh, the summary I wrote up is, Harper is a dedicated tulip farmer who is trying to keep her family farm afloat when one day she meets big shot Luke Martin. Luke is very close to his sister, Annie, and he agrees to work at the farm to hopefully convince Harper to allow the farm to be used for the venue for his sister's wedding. As they work together, they realize they might have more in common than they thought and sparks fly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think overall of this book? I loved it. (laughs) 
I did. Um, I thought it was a really, I mean, just different spin on workplace romance. I mean, essentially they end up working together. Yeah. Um, I loved the like enemies to lovers aspect to it. I mean, which I don't even know if I would necessarily say enemies, but like strong disdain for <laughs> to lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I just love also, I mean, like you said in the summary, there are two people that have so much more in common than they realize. They are both very driven by family. You know, family plays such a big part in this book. It's such a big theme in this book. Um, they mm-hmm. wouldn't even, their paths wouldn't have crossed if it wasn't for familial stuff, you know? So yeah, I thought it was really, really wonderful. What did you think? Oh, I mean, I loved it. I loved it the first time that I read it, and I loved it the second time. I I think that she does such a good job of building that tension between yes. the the couple, and it's it's this palpable chemistry and this tension between the two between Harper and Luke that is just very well done. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. very intense. <laughs> And you know what, like one, one of those things that I look for is I want to feel as though there is no way these two people are going to get together, but I'm going to stick for the ride. Uh And that's really how it felt. I mean, in the beginning for anyone who hasn't listened, um, Luke is, he basically approaches her because he wants to have his sister's wedding. His -hmm. sister wants to have the wedding on her, her farm and he offends her. (laughs) Yeah, so she's like, nope, I'm having none of this. So, and she's really hard on him. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He just offended her, you know, and she, yeah, yeah she's, she's really hard on him. But then what Elise does is you see the moment where she realizes maybe he's not such a bad guy and maybe I'm being a little hard on him. And that's really when things start to change. But there's mm-hmm. so many other things going on that, like, I was so fixated on them that I didn't realize. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but mm-hmm. his sister, who she, who is she is engaged to, causes a little bit of conflict. Like, it was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But it was all just woven together perfectly, I think. Well, and also from the very beginning, they are super attracted to each other and they yeah. can't deny it, even though they hate each other, which is perfect. That's exactly what you want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we had the great opportunity to talk to Bryn Donovan uh, this last month. I hope everybody listened to that interview. It was a lot of fun. And she, we talked about how the essential part of a, of a romance is that it has a happy ending. So you know that these people are going to get together, obviously. But uh, but it's all about it's all about the journey of how you get there that mm-hmm. makes it really fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this was a good journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke in doing all that <laughs> doing all that farm work. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. good. And I mean, I, he he just did it, you know, he uh-huh. did it. And it was once we learn the backstory, really like this, the situation between, you know, him and his sister, how they grew up. And I felt as though he, this was his last chance to really take care of his sister. 
you know, because mm-hmm. he's in that like fatherly role for her. And now she's getting married. He's going to have to hand the responsibility off to someone. So it just, he really read as someone that was driven to do, you know, be able to make the last big thing that he can do for her as perfect as possible. And there's something so swoon worthy about yeah. that. <laughs> it really is very attractive when you have like a thoughtful, kind, uh, man as your lead like yes sometimes you like sort of the more roguish the rakes as we <laughs> say you yes. like them too but there is a- yes. yeah yeah it's, it's very good and i and i totally agree with you that the part of the part of a great romance is is getting to that point where you where even though you know because it's the genre you know that they are going to get together but you know it's it's a it, it seems impossible and I mean, that's the whole thing with, you know, once Lizzie refuses Darcy and you think there's no way, how's this going to work? And then, and then it's just boom from there. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think uh, they, they do a good job with, she does a good job with Luke and Harper here. And I mean, I, at times I felt kind of sorry for him having to do all that work at the farm. <laughs> That sounds like torture to me. Yeah. And then it, it it felt like that. And then at the end, when they're like back at the farm and she's working, I think that's when it really clicked for me. You know, mm-hmm. he's essentially doing stuff that she does every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're just reading yeah. it his perspective and he's somebody that never has had to do that before. Yeah. I mean, I, if I, I seem does seem a little bit hard to believe that they couldn't find a place to have this wedding at this farm, yeah. you know, that there wouldn't be a barn or I don't know, someplace, but you kind of have to accept that for the conceit to work. Yeah. And I liked that she was the one from like the farming background and it, it wasn't him, you know, he's more of the, well, he's like a self-made man at the same time too. And he comes from, mm-hmm. you know, a- Hollywood. Yeah, he comes from a really not the best background. So you appreciate where he is and where he's gotten himself to. Mm-hmm. But as far as like getting down and dirty, that's her. That's she's the one that does that. And I really liked that role reversal. Yeah. Yeah. Our uh, our our friend Anne, her favorite story trope is a uh, is a Hollywood celebrity fall in love with a Hollywood celebrity in real life, you know, kind of a thing yeah. <laughs> for a Hallmark movie. So whenever I see that in a in a book or in a movie, I'm always like, oh, kind of, re- I kind of recommend this to Anne. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, what did you, what did you think of Annie as a character? I did you like her? Annie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I don't know. Annie, I mean, the further into the story, you realize that she, is part of some conflict that she didn't realize that she was part of. Mm-hmm. But she just, I don't know. She bought like this fun. She kind of bought the funness to the story. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think? I mean, sometimes I felt like she's a little, little naive, but, uh, but you know, she grew as a character. And then in a later book, she has her own romance in, mm-hmm. in one of the uh, future books. And it was really cute, her and like the sleepovers and everything like that, like winning over somebody like Harper. 
who's not like a girly girl. So that was kind of fun. And uh, I mean, I would love to have uh, a, a, a friend and have sleepovers and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I loved that. And was- I think with her, I mean, cause she did sometimes read a little childish, uh-huh. but I think with their background and then him stepping up and really taking care of them, it kind of made sense in the same way. Like you hear yeah. a lot of stories where they would have just, she would have read as this character that just grew up entirely too fast, but Luke's the one that did the growing up. So it kind of made sense a little bit. And who knows, maybe like once I get to her actual book, she'll read a little bit different, but she's used to her brother going to like the ends of the earth to take care of her. So, you know, in a way she, she read to me how she should have read in a way. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think of the sisters and their relationship? Like mainly Harper and Rose. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me, Rose is the sister with the big scene in the book, right? Okay. You know, I think it was a good showing of how just, realist I mean it felt like a realistic sisterly relationship not all sisters like me and my sisters are really close but that's not the case for a lot of sisters so I Mm -hmm. like being you know something a little bit different but man that one scene in the book and I don't want to spoil it if y'all have not read it listeners you should absolutely be reading this book but there's a scene towards the end of the book where Rose confronts Harper Mm -hmm. and it just, I don't know. It really, if I'm like good. later, it really is messing with me because <laughs> you feel Rose's pain, but it just also kind of kicks, kickstarts Harper to go in this direction that, you know, she doesn't really want to go to, but she's so loyal to her family. Like coming back to the, this theme of how important family is like, you will go and ruin something that you really want to appease your family and I just felt like man Rose that's a really messed up situation that you just put your sister in (laughs) yeah I I think that she needed somebody to be honest with her and tell her you know tell her what was going on because she's such a stubborn character Harper Mm -hmm. that uh and hard-headed that she needs somebody to be like, you're being stupid. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can definitely appreciate as somebody who's, I have three sisters, so I can yeah. understand. I definitely can. Uh, so I always like to read a section, uh, a little quote from the, uh, the book that we're uh, featuring and I really liked the whole barn dance scene. I think yeah. that scenes, dancing scenes are usually very swoon worthy. And I don't know if that's partly because I'm like the worst dancer in the world. So. And I've never been to a dance, but yeah, there's so many yeah. So yeah. So I can live vicariously through fictional characters <laughs> dancing. But I, I liked this when she says, and they say, Well, she said, breathless, that's quite convenient because there's nothing I'd rather be doing than dancing with you. There it was, a declaration from her 
slyly smiling lips. He thought that would satisfy him, but now that he knew the sight of the sight of him or the light touch of his hands didn't disgust her, he wanted more. That's not something I ever thought I'd hear from you. Don't gloat. Her fingers lightly brushed the back of his neck just enough to give him the shivers. Just dance with me. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, we see it in Hallmark, right? Whenever they like decorate the barns for either like fall harvest or mm-hmm. countdown to Christmas, I just was imagining beautiful lights in the farm and tables mm-hmm. and all of that. It's so sweet. And, and I don't know if I just get too starved for intimacy in these types of books slash movies, but I love like little moments like that where her fingers lightly brushed his the back of his neck just enough to give him the shivers just dance with me i love stuff like that oh when you get that palpable sense of touch and feel and it's, it's like the littlest things can be so intimate and yes. have that connection and and just build like i think it sometimes it's it's more sexy for lack of a better word to yes. have those like little moments versus like actual you know yeah. steam a spice as we like to say on this i think yeah. it it's it's really great it's still in a way sexual tension without bringing in the actual sex mm-hmm. and i think that yes those little moments of touch and and just conversation or the way that they look at each other you know or their hands may you know touch like brace each other or whatever they're so romantic and it doesn't even mm-hmm. have to go there so it leaves something yeah. to the imagination you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think the chemistry is really strong in this book between luke and harper i i think they do a good job with that and it's hard sometimes when you do enemies to lovers it, you have to make that switch yeah at just the right time because you don't want the characters to end up unlikable Right. Uh, because they're so being so mean to each other and uh, you have to kind of <laughs> make it work, which yeah. is tricky. It's harder than people realize. I've done, I've read and seen lots of bad examples <laughs> <laughs> of that. Um, but it was also nice because you had this sibling chemistry. And I think that's also really key in enemies to lovers because you have to have people around the characters to, again, kind of keep them likable because yeah. if they're just sort of, terrible to everybody then you're not gonna be invested like it's it's a fine line exactly mm-hmm. yeah, having the siblings there i think humanizes them a little yeah. bit and helps you see okay this is why you're being a jerk to this person you know mm-hmm. but yeah and and with this one like i said with harper you see that moment where you, she's like that switch happens and it's like a breath of fresh air like finally <laughs> You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Lizzie reads Darcy's letter. I mean, that's the big moment of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, as far as trope time in this one, we have enemies to lovers, as we said. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little bit of past loves uh, with Harper and Tom. Mm-hmm. And who's Tom is the one engaged to Annie uh, in the story. And so you've got kind of a little bit of that dynamic going on as well. And you also have small town romance and workplace romance. Mm -hmm. So got lots of different tropes going on and uh, it all, I think works really well together. And so if y'all haven't read 
Magnolia Sisters. I really think that our audience will like this book. It's very fun. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it could be a Hallmark movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No spice at all. No. 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 I think it could be a Fall Harvest movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah or even a summer movie i feel like either one uh i i think it would work and uh the the only i i'm not sure what why it's called the magnolia sisters i forget that but um but uh it's it's a really fun little book and i enjoyed the whole series i think she did a very good job so check it out and we'll have a link to our affiliate uh, link for Amazon. If anybody wants to purchase the book, you can check it out uh, down there. Uh, But what would you give one to five uh, crowns? What would you give this book? I gave it a four and a half. Mm -hmm. What'd you do? Yeah. I I can't remember if it was a four or four and a half on Goodreads, but, uh, but yeah, definitely at least a four for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go read it, guys. I think, I mean, like you said, it could easily be a summer read, but I think it could be a fall read as well. Yeah. It's really it's perfect for September, crazy. really. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It is like the perfect September read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in fact, Brie liked it so much that, like, as soon as she finished, she's on Twitter, like, tagging me and everything. Like, this was <laughs> the best book. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's good if, if it's there. Uh, well, we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Let's talk about uh, the other reading that we've been doing. I only have three books this time, but one of mine was a big book. It's classic. So it's, okay. it was long. So that's why. <laughs> uh, and so my first one is called Evelina by Fanny Burney. This is the long one. This is, the, and the reason why I was interested in reading this book is because a lot of people think that Fanny Burney or Francis Burney, it, it was a huge influence on Jane Austen and particularly Evelina. And you can, and you read the book and you can see definitely some influences on Jane Austen in the book. I, it's not on that level of Jane Austen, but I still enjoyed it. It's basically, it's about this, this woman named Evelina, this young woman, and she, is kind of adopted into court, even though they don't know who her parents are. Uh, she is kind of presented as being a, a lady, you know, and uh, there's various suitors who come her way, uh, particularly uh, Lord or- Orville and Sir Willoughby, who, of course, you will see 
Willoughby in Sense of Sensibility. Uh, they, uh, not the same character, but similar character. He's kind of a rake. And <laughs> um, the whole book is written through letters. It's epistolary, which is not my favorite, but it's, you know, done pretty well. And Evelina is a very, like, very naive character, very young, and uh, probably most similar to uh, Catherine in Northanger Abbey, as far as if you're talking, uh, if you're talking Jane Austen characters. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I'm glad that I read it. I could definitely see some of the connections there. And, uh, you know, it's always, I love reading Regency and reading, uh, classic literature. So it was fun to kind of check that one off my list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people always talk about like Jane Austen, the first romance writer. And mm-hmm. I was listening to something in this, this like professor somewhere was like, Jane Austen obviously had to have read something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she probably read somebody that was writing romance mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I love that you did that. I mean, for anyone listening there in October, there's on YouTube, um, the booktube community, there's a, like, um, a group of people that they do Victober. So in uh, October, they all read like Victorian literature. So if you're a classics mm-hmm. person, look into that, find you, you know, put you a TBR together. I know the group read is an Elizabeth Gaskell collection of stories. So yeah, I'm thinking I may do a Wilkie Collins. We'll see. (laughs) But Classic literature is not really my thing, but I want to try. (laughs) I love Elizabeth Gaskell so much. I I might even like North and South better than Pride and Prejudice. I... I just love that book. It's so great. Uh, and if you if you're not up for reading the book, the miniseries is very good that they did uh, with Richard Armitage for North and South. And I think you could make a movie based on Evelina. I think or a series. I I think maybe you might want to make her a little bit less naive, like a little bit. I don't know. I just think you might, might want to modernize her character just a little bit. She's she's kind of she just kind of goes along with whatever people are sort of telling her about uh, about people and about she believes she's very she's very naive uh, character. Uh, but I still I think you could do a, a fun take on it. But yeah, if you haven't seen North and South, it is so good (laughs) have you seen it i haven't seen it yet but i've read one of her short stories and i have i think it's called sylvia's lovers my friend kate that's like one of her favorites by her Mm -hmm. Um, but i know that the group read is got her gothic tales i think it's a collection of like four or five short stories in one Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean elizabeth gaskell her female characters are so modern you would think that they were written now like you would think it was a regency writer writing right now because i just always so impressed with how strong and confident and like empowered they are and uh just i mean her two main books are north and south and uh, and wives and daughters. She didn't I finish read wives. wives and daughters. <laughs> <laughs> it's so eerie. It's so 
it just ends and yeah. you know it's so sad i know but i love the ending in the miniseries in that one as well it's so good it's it's totally a a a, a quarantine friendly ending i guess you might say because she has um the 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 i forget what they say she has some kind of flu or whatever and and so they can't be near each other but they have what they declare their love and socially distanced for it's really good (laughs) it's very 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 good uh so i just kind of pretend that that's the ending in the book because i love it so much <laughs> yeah um, my but, friend rereads it literally every year and i'm like girl yeah. this book's like over 500 pages like yeah I, <laughs> I i used to read all of all of the jane austen the main you know five books i used to read those every year before i started like podcasting <laughs> and i used to do NaNoWriMo every year i did it four or five times but it you know it's impossible to do it in november the national novel writing month challenge but i love i love doing it it's yeah. very fun uh but i just don't have the time but i, I, I love the challenge this year i think i'm gonna try Ooh, you should <laughs> yeah if any of our listeners are doing NaNoWriMo let us know we want to yeah support you and uh, hear about your books uh but uh but yeah so that was my first it was my main book because it's like i said it's very long it's over 16 hours on audible (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but what about you what's your first so my first was i literally finished this yesterday so we're gonna talk about it because it's fresh um the skeleton takes a bow by lee perry and it is a cozy mystery And I do a book club with two of my girlfriends online. And (laughs) what we do is um, we pick a theme. So this month's theme was school because it's back to school here in North America. And we'll just each read whatever book we find that has school in it. And then we'll meet up and talk about it. And I had read the first book in the series last month. And I knew that the main like amateur sleuth is a professor. So I was like, sure, I'm sure it's going to take place in school. And it was all types of school. So it we get themes like scenes of her, like being a professor, adjunct professor, like living that life and kind of discussions with her and high school teachers and like professors looking down on them and high school teachers looking down on professors. And so a little bit of that world. And then her, her daughter's in high school and she's actually doing like a school play. And I mean, it's a little bit of like, I don't want to say paranormal, magical realism, because they do have an actual skeleton that talks. And the daughter's using him for the play of Hamlet. And she leaves him in her locker one day and he overhears a murder. <laughs> and so um, it is, it's so good. It's like I said, it's book two. It's another book that I think is perfect for like September or October. It's set during the fall. Mm-hmm. And then the third book is actually like a Halloween themed one. So I'm excited to read that one next month. But yeah, if you're a cozy mystery fan and you know you want something a little bit different, I really enjoyed the first two books in this series. So that's The Skeleton Takes a Bow by Lee Perry. It's a good title. Yeah. It's very, very enticing. The Skeleton Takes a Bow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, so my second book is not a romance. This was for my book club uh, that was the same as Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. And I really think that Frederick Bachman might be the best currently writing like author 
as far as his craft of, of, of particularly with his characters. And I, I have just loved every single book of his that I have read. Uh, and particularly a man called Ove. I loved that book so much, the character growth, uh, the, he is an unlikable character, but you come to understand him and feel for his journey. I don't know. I just loved, I loved that book. I, he has another one uh, called, uh, it's something like, uh, my grandma asked me to tell you she's sorry or something like that. Anyway, that I, I really loved that. And then this anxious people, it was so good. This book read like a kind of a, a one room play, you know, where everything takes, takes place in one one room kind of like 12 angry men kind of thing. And it's basically, it's about these people are going looking at this apartment, uh, that, uh, and, uh, to, to rent this apartment. And there are, there's, there's a bank robber ends up taking them hostage. And so you have these, this group of strangers that are all forced to be together. Right. And so then you start to learn more about each person's backstory including the robber. And, uh, it's, it was great. I loved all of the characters. I, I thought that it was managed to be funny and sweet and heartfelt. And I, I, I pretty much everybody in the book club liked it. Uh, there were, there was one other girl who agreed with me that it was outstanding. And then a couple others that were like, Oh, it was good. And, uh, it it's a perfect book if you are doing a book club to talk about because it has so much in the characters and it's not not like a plot heavy book but uh, it just has a lot of things that are sort of discussed about these people in their lives so it's a really good one for a book club uh, but it, there it's not a it's not a sad book or a depressing book by any means. In fact, there's this one couple who's always fighting over furniture and Ikea furniture, <laughs> which is which is really funny. Uh, and they, 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 at one point they order pizza for the host hostages and they, they, uh, the back and forth about what pizza to order made me laugh <laughs> because that's totally my family because we have like vegans and gluten-free and by the end you're just like can we just order the pizza yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh but I just really like his writing I think he is a very talented writer so yeah have well, you ever my- read any of him I haven't, but I have seen, what is it? Is it a man called Ove? Yeah. Uh, there's a Swedish film, a man called Ove, uh, that is excellent. Very good. He's Swedish, Frederick Bachman. And, uh, and then there's going to be a, a, a new version with Tom Hanks, which seems like a very weird choice to me. Cause I mean, I, I would have picked somebody like, jack nicholson or somebody like that you know like more of a curmudgeonly person like i know i think jack nicholson has alzheimer's though yeah yeah but somebody with just more of a curmudgeonly personality you know like i would have tom Tom hanks he's like everyone's favorite person right you think of like all the wonderful romantic comedies (laughs) getting off the elevator and sleepless in seattle 
<laughs> but uh, but he's a good actor, so I'm sure he'll do good. But uh, but yeah, that was surprising when I heard they were picking him. But I I absolutely loved that book. Uh, the 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 you you initially i mean it's kind of almost kind of like a christmas carol kind of idea in the sense of your scrooge character who comes into contact with uh all these different people and you get to sort of learn his backstory of uh of why he is the way he is and i don't know i just loved it and uh i that that is a definitely a, f- a favorite kind of trope of mine, uh, the sort of grumpy old person. <laughs> like I love Up, the Pixar's Up, and I uh, I love Gran Torino. Clint Eastwood, he would he would be great as in Man Called Ove. But um, but anyway, uh, I I think that if you haven't read Friedrich Bachman, you should definitely give him a shot because I think he's just very talented. Yeah. Mm. So what is your next? The next one that I read was a short story collection and it's A Place Like Home by Rosamund Pilcher. Um, and this was my first by her. I've heard her name for years. Uh, I don't I, I don't really know what kind of books. I. It looks like she wrote maybe a lot of modern classic women's fiction type of stories maybe Mm. some mysteries in there i'm not quite sure listeners if you're a fan of hers hit me up and tell me what i should read by her next because this was fantastic it's hard to really say what the stories i don't want to say they're all romance a lot of them are like just more women's fiction but just an example one of the stories in it the heroine goes through a a breakup at the very beginning of the story and she leaves town like goes home kind of thing and she's at this party a couple of pages in I mean she's like really kind of heartbroken over it at first obviously and then she's at this party later on and the guy is there with this new girl and I mean by this point she's met someone else too and they've been kind of hanging out but she's still grappling with that loss that heartache from the the last relationship so she's not looking too much into it but she sees you know the ex there with this new young girl like younger than her kind of deal and she just has this moment where she realizes like I feel sorry for you like you're this aspiring Peter Pan that wants to stay young by getting these girls that just get younger and younger every time you like seek out a new one and you're just never going to be happy and you're going to be alone. And I like loved it. It was so powerful. And it was just to see what she could do with these short stories was just wonderful. So again, Mm -hmm. y'all, it's a place like home by Rosamund Pilcher. I, this will definitely not be my last by her. I thought it was fantastic. Sometimes I like reading short stories even better than reading the full uh, novel yeah. because there's just something satisfying about this. It's like you're finishing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's an anthology with a theme. So you get to see, oh, here's like five different authors and their take on the same idea. Yes. I think that's so fun. I love that. What's your next one? Okay. My next, my last one is Freaky Friday by Mary Rogers. And I, I think people might not realize that this, uh, that all the, the Freaky Friday movies are based on a book. Uh, and the reason why I read this is because uh, my friend Marissa Serafini and I, we just recorded last night our uh, 
ranking of the Freaky Friday movies. And there's actually four different Freaky Friday movies, both tele- both TV movie and uh, feature films. And we had a great time doing that. It was a lot of fun. And so I thought it would be fun to, to read the book along with uh, watching all four of the movies. And uh, the book is definitely different than the, the movies because uh, it's, it focuses almost exclusively on the daughter, the, the, like the, the mother turning into her daughter is very like a background character, but this, the mainly the main emphasis of the book is the, the daughter having to live the life of her mother and realize that her mother is you know working a lot harder and has things a lot harder than she thought and so it's it's uh it's interesting kind of on that level and it it's not long it this was like a three-hour audible so it's it's a really a, a short little novella more than a book uh and um but you know it's it's kind of it's interesting more as a novelty of like where this all started yeah for the the freaky friday uh kind of things but but yeah it's so i got to read that okay Mm -hmm. well i had one more too and my last one was a family for the firefighter by jacqueline thomas and i loved this one as well it the main character well the hero in the book is a local firefighter on this tiny it's the polk islands like so islands off of like south carolina georgia that area and he lost his wife and child in a car accident and then the heroine at the beginning of the book her daughter is basically kidnapped from daycare by her dad (laughs) like she didn't you know they're they're separated they're divorced he hadn't like told her like hey i'm gonna pick up the, the baby he just went and got her and she gets a notification kind of thing. And he dies. I mean, he like is driving down the road, not paying, something happens. He hits a tree. The baby is fine. And it just, it was like two people that like he experienced grief. She, you know, they were already divorced and didn't have, really didn't have a good marriage, but still grieving that loss and having to experience like trying to move on and the like kind of the meanness his family puts towards her like it's a lot and the hero was raised by his aunt and she's like showing signs of alzheimer's and of course you know people don't people struggle with admitting that that's what they think that is when a loved like a loved one starts showing those signs and Oh my gosh, the aunt, she said something. So there was this guy that like always had a crush on her as like when they were back in teenage years. I mean, she's like six, 50s, 60s at this point. And I mean, he asked her to marry him. Like, you're the girl that I've always wanted. I don't care that you have this. Like, I want to be with you until I can't be with you anymore kind of thing. And she says something and she says, um, sometimes I just forget things and I don't know why. And I was driving and crying, you guys, because <laughs> my grandfather that had Alzheimer's said basically the same thing to my mom before, you know, she took him to figure out what it was. Like, I just, sometimes I forget things and it was just so spot on. So yeah, it's a really, um, another good, it's a heartwarming romance. So there's no sex on the page whatsoever. It's really sweet. It's really. Mm-hmm 
beautiful exploration into grief and just moving on. And yeah, I loved it. It was so good. So that's that Family Firefighter, y'all, by Jacqueline Thomas. Mm -mm. That sounds really good. So if you're listening, let us know what you've been reading. We would love to hear your thoughts. If you've read any of the books that we talked about, put in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear. We also are on Goodreads. So check that out. And and next month, we are starting our Christmas reading. Yay! Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's beginning, even though it's October, we are reading On Christmas Avenue by Ginny Baird. And that is one of the new Hallmark Christmas uh, books this year. And so that's going to be really fun to check out. So there'll be a link for that in the description as well. And so if you want to... uh, if you want to read, read along like with that. us, yes, that would be really <laughs> fun. And we do also have an interview with Ginny uh, in uh, that I'll put a link in the description. And we've also interviewed, we've done a lot with Elise Murray. So if you want to listen to any of those, you should check out uh, in the description. We'll have all that information. So lots of good stuff going on. We're excited for October. And uh, Bree, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at falling for romance and i co-host the categorically romance podcast great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and unrun tomatoes check that out and uh, make sure you're following us at homeworkies pod and homeworkies podcast all of our social media and if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that would help us out so much and if you are listening on youtube please give this video a thumbs up subscribe to the channel We appreciate that so much. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun Hallmark inspired designs. We're going to have some new designs for the holidays. Make sure you take a look over there. We also have our patron group where we have watch alongs and our Facebook group. And it's really fun and cheap to join. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much. It's always so much fun to talk books with you, Brie. And uh, we'll look forward to next month. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Read with us. Read with us.